Welcome back to the Running Wine Mom podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Selinski, aka the Running Wine Mom. Today, we're going to explore challenges of balancing motherhood, work, and fitness. We are also going to be talking about some practical tips for managing the mental load and prioritizing self-care. I'll talk about some healthy snacks and meal ideas that are quick and easy to prep for busy moms, effective exercises that can be done in the home with limited time, and how to stay motivated while juggling multiple responsibilities. So whether you're a new mom a working mom, or simply looking to prioritize your health and well-being, join me for this informative and inspiring episode of Balancing Motherhood, Work, and Fitness. My wine of the week is Angel's Ink Rosé. It is a Pinot Noir Rosé, and I had it the other week when I went down to go visit my cousin in Wilmington, North Carolina. We went to Mana for dinner, and this was one of the wines they had there and I just felt like I could have drank like three bottles of it. Um, I'll definitely be getting it again. It's pretty reasonably priced. You can get it, uh, under $30, which is definitely something that I am always happy to find. Um, and then with the warmer weather coming, I love a good Pinot Noir specifically rosé, uh, with the Pinot Noir grape. My wine of the week definitely would be that we are coming up to the end of the school year, but the April and beginning of May is always super hectic because we're entering the fourth marking period. We're trying to get everything together that we didn't finish for the year. We have my end of the year paperwork and it's just been so crazy at work. Um, Normally I can have a little bit of a break for lunch and I get to go, you know, enjoy 40 minutes of peace. And last week, it was just total chaos. Uh, I don't think I like took a breath. So I am definitely ready for the next week or so to be over next week, we have testing and then um, it should be all downhill for from there. And then to move on to my win of the week, I just have so many. Um, The last time that I recorded was before Easter with my mom. There's been so much that's happened. Um, Over our spring break, Mark and I got to take the kids down to the shore for the night. Uh, It was so cold and Willow just loved going in the water. Mark had said, oh, we probably don't need to bring her bathing suit. And I said, let's just bring it just in case. I think the weather, it was like 55 degrees. And she spent over an hour on Monday and Tuesday just running in and out of the water She was just having the best time, and that's really cool to watch. Um, And then the second part of spring break, my girl cousins, there is my sister, and then I have four other girl cousins. One lives in Wilmington, North Carolina, and she's turning 50 in July. And so the other ones that live up here, we all decided that we were going to go down and surprise her for an early birthday surprise. And so we drove down to Wilmington. It took about eight hours. Um, actually, took more like 10 hours. And she owns a bar called the Copper Penny right in downtown Wilmington. And um, they set up like a fake staff meeting. 
And we came in, if you are from the Philadelphia area, she is a huge Phillies fan. And moving down to North Carolina, their bar is very Philly-based. So we had uh, Dancing on My Own play, and we came in from the kitchen into the main area dancing, and she was just so surprised. Um, It was just such a cool experience to see how excited she was. And then we spent the next couple days just hanging out in Wilmington. We went out, we had dinner, we just laughed. And um, if you've been following on social media, I posted it all there. But between all of us, we have 16 kids ranging from Parker being the youngest at 10 months and then Christine, no, Teresa having the oldest uh, and he is 17 or almost 17. Um, So there is a lot sprinkled in there. Uh, We had our husbands, our parents, our in-laws, all watching the kids. And I just feel so lucky to have that village really in our life. Um, And the support, it's just something really special. And those couple days are something that I'm going to definitely take with me for a long time. I'm, I'm still, my heart is still so full from it. Obviously, then came back from break, had that crazy week. And then um, over this past weekend, it was really nice. Our gym had a fundraiser for um, their Have a Heart Foundation, and it was a Mother's Day tea party. So I got to bring Willow there. The owner of our gym, his fiance, her sister owns a really cool farm called Head Over Hooves Farm. It's about an hour from us, and it was just so neat. There was tons of animals. Um, They had crafts for the kids. They had pictures. It was a really special day. And then to end the weekend off, Mark and I, today is April 25th. We are celebrating our ninth wedding anniversary. So Sunday night, we did a little staycation. We went to New Hope to Riverhouse at Odette's and we got massages. I had gotten him a massage gift certificate for his birthday back in October. and We still hadn't used the gift certificate yet. So we ended up getting those. And then um, we hung out at the hotel, which was beautiful. And then we could walk right into downtown. So we just kind of did drinks and apps, um, which was really nice, different than our normal making a reservation nice to get away and relax with him. And again, we're just so lucky to have a village of people. And sometimes, you know, just to kind of go a little bit on a tangent, I get a little self-conscious that people judge that I'm still able to live a life of continuing to have a social life while I have two young kids. And, um, you know, everybody talks about it takes a village to raise a child. It takes a village to raise a child. And I mean, we have a village. We have literally never paid for a babysitter. We don't have to take our kids to daycare. And it is certainly a privilege. We are so lucky. Um, Mark's parents live 15 minutes from us and they are retired. We are the only grandkids in the area. So um, we are what they really have going on. And I'm just always so grateful for them. And then, you know, my parents are a little further away, but whenever they can help, they do. Like in a couple of weeks, we have something and my parents are going to watch them overnight and they are always willing and able to help when they can. And I just feel as though we are just very fortunate to have 
both sets of grandparents so close and so helping and uh, to allow us to have, you know, those date nights or getaways that we all deserve. All right, so let's get into the nitty-gritty of the podcast episode. To start off, I'm going to talk about balancing motherhood and fitness. This is something that is super important to me, and I really make it a priority in my life. Um, Finding the time and energy to prioritize exercise and self-care, it can be really challenging for moms who are already juggling multiple responsibilities. I just want to share my experience and insight on building a fitness routine that fits into my busy schedule. I'm going to talk about incorporating children into workout, and this way we're modeling healthy habits, coping with physical changes of motherhood, and staying motivated to exercise. I'm also going to explore some of the benefits of exercise for both physical and mental health during motherhood. So let's get right into it. Today, I asked my Instagram followers if they would send in what works for them for balancing fitness and motherhood and where do they find trouble. And the biggest thing was finding time for fitness uh, with the demands of motherhood. Uh, Everybody that responded pretty much said the thing that they have most trouble with is really finding the time. Um, This is definitely something that I find to be difficult as well if I don't schedule it. So the first thing that I would say is to schedule it in just like you would schedule an appointment, schedule a time for exercise in your calendar and make it a non-negotiable. Prioritize it just like any other commitment. So like if you had a work meeting, you wouldn't just skip it because you don't feel like going. So that's kind of how I look at my fitness routine and every week it changes. So I have to look at my schedule. I have to look at the kids' schedule. I have to look at um, Mark's schedule. And then I have to put in, fill in the pieces of where I can fit in my exercise. Mark has also this year really prioritized his fitness. So I want to make sure that he's able to get that in as well because his time is even more limited than mine. So pretty much after everybody else schedules their stuff, I put my stuff in. And it doesn't have to be a specific workout, but just a specific time frame. So for example, Sunday, you know, we had decided that Mark and I would go to the gym at the same time. We would take the kids to kids club, which we are very, very lucky to have that at our gym. So it does kind of give us some free up space. But anyway, on the way there, I'm thinking like, what do I want to do for a workout? I have a few things going through my mind. And I checked the app and saw that there was an opening for a Pilates class. So I said, you know what, I'm just going to do that. And this way, I don't even have to think about my workout. I'll just have somebody guiding me. Today was something totally different. I thought that I was going to come home and work and do like maybe like 20 minutes of lifting, but I went to pick the, I had a doctor's appointment and then I went to pick the kids up at my in-laws and Willow was like, can we go to the playground? And our local park has amazing running routes, lots of hills, and um, there's a playground there as well. So I said, yeah, let's just do that. So we went, I always have my earbuds with me. I had the jogging stroller in my car and I did a Peloton outdoor run and then we ended at the playground. So everybody was happy. And that kind of brings me to my second bullet that I had written down is to incorporate your kids. Whether they're a couple months old or they're 10 years old, there's different ways that you can incorporate your children into your fitness routine. Our biggest one is putting them in 
is for me putting them um, in the jogging stroller and going for a run. They have special toys for the jogging stroller. They get their special food for the jogging stroller. Willow does not really use her binky um, anytime other than bedtime. And, you know, I keep one in there just in case there's a freak out, which we really don't have to use too often. But they also get, you know, Willow gets her special drink and it just kind of makes it fun for them. Obviously, Parker still doesn't really know what's happening. He just is along for the ride and has fun. But the Bob stroller is amazing. Um, and we're very lucky that we have a lot of running paths in our area. Uh, another thing that I've been looking into is different YouTube videos or like yoga and me, Willow is very interested in yoga. She does know how to do downward dog. It's so cute. She has a little yoga book and she was reading it tonight trying to tell Parker how to do different yoga poses. So, you know, they're they're always watching and um that's another thing too when with running, we've been doing it for so long and I just signed Willow up for uh Healthy Kids on the Run, so Sundays we do that and she just thinks it's the coolest thing to be able to race like mommy and that's just what it's all about. The next bullet point, be flexible. Obviously, unexpected things come up and that's okay. Be flexible every day, but also don't be too flexible because you don't want to sit and make excuses and be like, well, I I can skip this workout today. I'll just do another one tomorrow. And then that becomes the routine. So have an open mind. Maybe sometimes what I do is I like to overschedule my workout. So this way, if I schedule seven workouts for the week, my goal is to hit five of them. Um, but this way, like if something happens when technically I would have a scheduled rest day, it's it doesn't necessarily have to be the end of me not getting a specific workout in. Another helpful thing is to find support. If you can look for other moms who are also interested in fitness, make plans to exercise together. That's something that's really important to have an accountability partner. Monday night at the dance class that I take, I know a lot of women in there. It's more of a group chat thing. Hey, who's going tonight? Who's going to be there? And and that's really something that's important to keep accountability is to find a group that you can count on and you don't want to not go to work out because you don't want to let them down. Lastly, just really, it's so important to prioritize self-care. And I know that this is probably such an overused term um, and people might be rolling their eyes at it, but you can't, you really can't pour from an empty cup. If you spread yourself too thin, nobody is going to benefit from that. And I just can't say that enough. I know a lot of people will sit there and say like, well, I can't do it. I don't have the time. But there has to be at least two hours in your entire week. So that's four 30-minute workouts that you can set aside for yourself. You deserve it. You need it. It's for your health, for your long-term health to be around for your kids, for your grandkids. It's just so important, the nutrition and um, fitness of your life. And I just, I don't think it's ever really prioritized for people before they have kids and then they have kids and then they still obviously don't find time for it. So if you're listening to this and you don't have kids, 
try and get into a routine and find something that you really love. And, you know, this is something I talked about today because we have, uh, this is our last marking period of phys ed. And, you know, I was talking to the seniors and I'm saying, this is it for you guys. After these next two months, you'll never have somebody saying, yeah, you have to go outside and play tennis for 40 minutes every day, or, you know, you have to go do volleyball or you have to go play basketball. Like it's going to be your responsibility. And as I talked about before, going from being an athlete to not having someone telling me I have to go to practice every day, it was really difficult for me. So really just finding a groove is something that's so important for your entirety of life. And of course, you're going to go into, you know, you'll have times in your life where you're going to be able to focus on it more and focus on it less. But while we have the least amount of time in motherhood, we really need it the most and it's the most important. The second thing that people had messaged me about was like that they're too tired. They just don't feel like it. All of those things. Um, The basic excuses that everybody makes, not just mothers, as to why they're not working out. So let me just talk about some of the benefits of exercise for physical and mental health during motherhood. You're going to have increased energy levels. Exercise is going to help boost your energy levels. It's going to reduce fatigue and improve your overall vitality. Although we're exhausted, I guarantee you, you won't be any more exhausted if you fit in a workout every day. You may think that you will because exercise can be tiring, but the reality of it is that it's going to give you more energy. And that was something, I mean, I do really miss my 6 a.m. workouts, but I really just do not have the energy to um, get up that early. But I do, this is where I have found a new time frame to get my workout in. And the days that I don't work out, I always am more tired than the days that I do. It's also going to improve your mood. Physical activity releases endorphins, which can help improve your mood and reduce symptoms of depression and anxiety. So if you ever saw Legally Blonde, you know that exercise releases endorphins, which are the happy hormones. And that's something that's really important too. Um, Not moving your body in a purposeful way is, you know, something that's definitely going to catch up to you and it, it will affect your mood. Also, you're going to sleep better at night. Regular exercise can improve sleep quality, making it easier to fall asleep and stay asleep throughout the night. You can ask my husband. I put on the Calm app and I am like two minutes in and I'm asleep because I have basically exhausted every bit of energy through the day. I mean, even right now it's 9.15. The kids have been in bed for a little over an hour and this is not really top priority of my list of things that I want to do, but it's just in the mindset of this has to get done tonight. I want to get it done tonight. And I know at 10 o'clock when I go to bed, I'm going to be falling asleep. I did my workout earlier, went to work, took care of the kids, did dinner. I'm pretty much spent. Um, and that'll make me sleep better tonight. The next thing is that exercise, it's going to reduce your stress. It can help reduce your stress levels and promote relaxation, leading to greater sense of calm and well-being. So everybody is stressed in parenthood. It's something that just is naturally stressful. So this is 
definitely a way that you can release that stress. You need to get out that energy. Working out is definitely a way that can do that. We're going to increase your strength and stamina every day. We're picking up our kids. We're doing the dishwasher. We're bending down. We're getting up. We're doing all of these things with our body's mobility and ensuring that your strength and stamina is up is only going to help make those everyday little activities easier. So it's just going to help with your overall well-being and you're not going to have as much exhaustion in doing those daily activities. And obviously, in the long-term effect, reducing your risk of chronic disease. Regular exercise is linked to reducing chronic disease, including heart disease, diabetes, and some types of cancer. Uh, As I was saying in my last episode with my mom, um, you know, sitting is basically just as bad as smoking a pack of cigarettes every day. Your body is not moving. Just taking a walk can be so beneficial and it's so underrated. Um, And that's where like for me, when I can't get in an actual workout, I just always try to go at least for a 20 minute to 30 minute walk every day if, if I can't get in another type of workout. So how do we build a fitness routine that fits into a busy schedule? So the first thing is to set achievable goals. We want to start with small achievable goals and work our way up as we build momentum. This is going to help you stay motivated and avoid burnout. If you are doing zero exercise, you cannot expect to build in a fitness routine where you exercise five days a week for 90 minutes a day. It's just not going to work. And that's the reality of it. If you are working out zero days a week, fit in one 30-minute workout a week. That is better than what you were doing. And then after a couple weeks, maybe fit in two 30-minute workouts a week um, and then build it from there. That's going to build your momentum and it's going to be achievable for you. Don't expect to go out and run a marathon if you've never even run a mile. That's not how you get there. You build your way up. You also want to create a realistic schedule. You want to take a look at your weekly schedule. You want to identify times when you have free time to exercise, even short bursts of activity can be beneficial so you can look for opportunities to fit in exercise throughout the day. Again, 15 minutes is plenty if you can fit in a good workout in that time. You want to mix it up. You want to incorporate a variety of activities into your routine to keep things interesting and, you know, just to avoid boredom. This can include anything from strength training to yoga, walking, jogging, whatever you find. Um, And some people, they like the structure and routine of just doing the same thing over and over again. I'm someone who, you know, I like to do whatever I feel that week. Some days I like to do a lot of strength training. Sometimes I like to do a lot of cardio. Some days I like to do a lot of yoga. It just depends. Again, you want to be flexible because life is unpredictable. Sometimes unexpected things come up. So you want to be flexible to adjust your workout. Making it a habit is super important. Building a fitness routine takes time and consistency. Make exercise a daily habit and soon it will become a natural part of your routine. Um, I've really witnessed that with my husband this year. Starting in January, he made it such a priority and every week, He looks at his schedule. He fits in when he's going to work out. And if I say, oh, like, I want to go do this, he sets his boundary and he says, no, I need to work out at this time. And, you know, I really respect that about him. And it's becoming a a habit for him. You know, it's been almost five months of consistently working out. He feels better. He looks great. Just something that I'm really proud of him for. 
The next thing, which um, I did get a message about some at-home workouts that people do, that's something that they really enjoy. Obviously, a lot of us have Peloton. Um, They have been lifesaver for me uh, just doing either the bike or the strength classes. Really, any of the classes are really great because you can do them at home. I know sometimes that's really hectic for people because everything is happening in their home. You know, the kids are there, your husband's there. It's kind of unpredictable. But if you are short on time, consider at-home workouts that require minimal equipment, um, body weight workouts, online workouts, any of that. And just remember, the most important thing is to find a fitness routine that works for you and fits into your busy schedule. Don't be afraid to experiment and try different approaches until you find what works best for you. My next suggestion is to incorporate children into your fitness routine. This will also model healthy habits. So first of all, just make it fun. Um, I'm a health and phys ed teacher. I've taught from kindergarten up to 12th grade and Even my 12th graders today were asking me to play tennis with them and they just want someone to have fun with them and enjoy the exercise, make it engaging. You can try to incorporate different games, challenges, or other activities for your children to enjoy. Also, when you make it a family activity, you kind of forget that you're actually working out. It can be a great way to spend quality time together as a family. You can go for a family bike ride. You can go hiking, play a game game of tag together. It doesn't have to be a formal exercise routine. Also, don't forget to use your surroundings. Um, You don't need to use a gym to get in a good workout. Use your surroundings to create a fun and challenging workout. For example, you can use park benches for step-ups or do push-ups on a picnic table. Um, Something that I really found was using the All Trails app, and it showed different hikes that were in the area. You can filter it to show stroller-friendly. You can show it you can filter it to be strenuous. You can filter it to all different types of accommodations. And I really found some amazing hikes through this app. Even when you're just in a random place, you can utilize it and you can search for the hikes that you want. A few other ways to to include your kids in your workout is to incorporate something small like resistance ba- resistance band or small weights. Um, when I'm down in the basement, Willow likes to pick up the two pound weights that we have and pretend like she's working out with me. They're safe for them. You could involve your kids by holding them and resistance bands are even safer. Also, something like yoga and stretching. Again, Willow and I do yoga together every once in a while. She loves watching it on the TV. And anytime we go to the gym, she asks if I'm going to do yoga, even though I rarely do it when I go to the gym. But she, like I said earlier, she has a little book. She tries to do do her little routines and it's really cute. Lastly, when all else fails, start a dance party. Turn up the music, have a dance party with your kids. It's such a fun way to get your heart rate up and burn calories. Just remember by incorporating your kids into your fitness routine, you're not only modeling healthy habits, but you're also creating a fun memory for them and an experience for your family. Another challenge that a lot of mothers face when they are trying to balance their fitness routine with parenthood and everything else is that they are trying to get back into a routine of something that they did, A, prior to having kids, and B, maybe something they were doing when they think of their younger self. 
So it is hard to deal with the physical changes of motherhood and postpartum fitness. My biggest suggestion is to start slowly. It is so important to give your body time to heal after childbirth. I can't tell you how many times I'm on Facebook in a group and a woman's says, oh, I just went to my six-week appointment and I'm cleared for everything. Of course, we want to get back into everything. We're eager to get back into everything, but you've just had major trauma on your body and you want to make sure that you are gradually doing everything. Um, We have a great trainer in our area, Krista Williams. If you're from Bucks County, she runs the Strong Mom Project and she was such a great reminder. Sometimes she'd have to kind of yell at me to slow down a little bit. She was a great resource for me on how to get back into it. I started with simple breathing exercises, walking, gradually increasing the intensity and duration of my workouts as my body became stronger. Another thing to do when you focus on your physical changes is after you're cleared and you've been working out for a little bit, you feel more comfortable, is to focus on your core exercises. Pregnancy and childbirth can weaken the core muscles, so it's important to focus on those exercises that target the core, such as pelvic tilts and gentle abdominal exercises. I could not believe how weak my core got after having two kids in basically two years, Um, and it was important for me to start slow and gradually work my way up. Um, Peloton actually has some great postpartum workouts for that. If you want to check those out, I can link them as well. Different postpartum core exercises, and it really works not just on your abs, but your inner core. Next thing you want to do is you make sure you listen to your body. Pay attention to your body. Take breaks or modify exercises as needed. Rest when you need to, and don't push yourself too hard too quickly. I remember when I came home from having Willow, I couldn't even walk around the block without stopping. That was obviously after a C-section. It was really difficult for me mentally, but I had to listen to my body, stop when I needed to, and eventually I got back into it. Lastly is get support. We get zero support after we leave the hospital essentially we have if you have a c-section you have a two-week scar follow-up and then everybody has their six-week follow-up where you're told sure yeah you can go work out you can go have sex you can go back to your normal life that is just insane I cannot believe that our country only has that minimal support Um, there's no guidance Essentially, I found everything out after I had my child, my children, as in regards to what direction I needed in getting help. And really, by that point, it's kind of too late. You need to set these things up before you have your babies um, because it's just impossible to get appointments. So getting a pelvic floor therapist, finding a postpartum support group, finding a postpartum specific trainer, finding a breastfeeding or lactation group. These are all really important things that you should be looking at before you have a baby. Try and get these things lined up because it's really difficult to find someone once you are in the moment. The last thing I want to talk about in this part of the podcast is how to manage your guilt and self-care while you're prioritizing your fitness goals. So the first thing I want to say is 
as I mentioned before, set realistic goals. It's important to set goals that are achievable and realistic given your current your current schedule and your priorities. This can help you feel more in control and reduce your feelings of guilt or disappointment if you don't meet your goals. Again, you can't expect to go back to training for a marathon if you have an eight-week-old. It's just not realistic. So just setting smaller goals and reevaluating what your fitness routine and expectations are is really important. Next, again, schedule even your self-care time. Self-care can look so different for so many people. It doesn't have to be that you go make a spa appointment. It doesn't have to be that you're going to run 10 miles. But even if it's just 10 minutes of quietness, it is going to the store by yourself. That is all part of your fitness because it's your mental health and you want to make sure you prioritize your self-care. It can help reduce your stress and improve your overall well-being, which can in turn help you stay motivated to reach your fitness goals. If you can get support, it's important to have a support system in place to help you stay motivated and accountable. This can include a workout buddy, a personal trainer, or a friend of a family, or a friend or family member who can provide encouragement or support. As always, be flexible. Life with kids can be so unpredictable, so it's important to be flexible with your fitness routine. If you mix, if you miss a workout, you need to adjust your schedule. Don't beat yourself up about it. Also, practice self-compassion. So important. It's easy to be hard on ourselves when we don't meet our fitness goals or we feel like we're not doing enough. I need to, I guess, practice what I preach because I was just having a conversation with my husband tonight about how I feel as though I'm kind of spiraling out of control with all the things that I have on my plate, but I still don't feel like I'm succeeding enough in all the areas of my life, which it's okay. You don't have to be. Um, but again, you know, practicing self-compassion, it can help reduce feelings of guilt and increase your self-care. Be kind to yourself and remember that taking care of yourself is important for both physical and mental health. So just as an in summary, managing guilt and self-care while prioritizing fitness goals can be challenging, but setting realistic goals, scheduling self-care time, getting support, being flexible, and practicing self-compassion can all help. Remember to take care of yourself and be kind to yourself, and don't forget that small steps can add up to big progress over time. So what are some effective exercises that you can do at home when you have limited time to work out? First of all, body weight exercises. These are exercises that use your own body weight. They can be effective and don't require any equipment. Some examples would be push-ups, squats, lunges, and planks. Next, we have HIIT training, high-intensity interval training. These workouts are short, intense workouts that alternate periods of high-intensity exercise with periods of rest or low-intensity exercise. They're very effective for burning calories, and they can improve your cardiovascular fitness. Some examples of this would be jump squats, burpees, mountain climbers, and high knees. Another example would be using resistance band exercises. They're very inexpensive and they can provide a great workout. They're especially effective for strengthening and toning the muscles, the arms, and the core. 
Yoga is always a great way to improve flexibility, balance, and strength. There are many online resources and apps available that offer yoga classes for all levels and time constraints. Cardio is an easy one. You don't have to use any equipment for it. It's important for heart health and it can also help burn calories. Some examples of cardio exercises can be done at home, include jumping jacks, jumping rope, running up and down the stairs, or doing jumping jacks. In addition to fitness, we always want to keep our nutrition up, um, some healthy snacks and meal ideas that are quick and easy to prepare for busy moms. Everyone needs to know those. Greek yogurt with fruit. Greek yogurt is high in protein and calcium and adding fresh or frozen fruit can provide additional nutrients and fiber. Smoothies are always a good healthy snack. They're quick and easy. They are a quick and easy way to get a lot of nutrients in one meal. You can try blending spinach, banana, almond milk, and protein powder for a quick and healthy breakfast or snack. You also can pre-make them and freeze them. Put all of the fruit and vegetables that you want into little Ziploc bags, and then you can put them in the freezer, take them out when you're ready, and then just add in whatever kind of liquid that you want. Hard-boiled eggs are one of my favorite. I add a little bit of everything seasoning to them, sometimes some spicy mustard. They're a great source of protein, and they can be prepared ahead of time for a quick and easy snack. Veggie sticks with hummus. I like to do celery and hummus, but you can do carrots and cucumbers, carrots and cucumbers with hummus as well. That's a pretty satisfying, healthy snack as well. Quinoa bowls are another one of my favorite. I like to cook a batch of quinoa and then use it throughout the week to make healthy bowls. I'll roast veggies, uh, grill a protein like chicken, and then sometimes I'll make a different dressing each week like a tahini-based dressing or olive oil-based dressing, and those are some of my favorite things to make for lunch, quick and easy. For dinner, easy one, we had tonight roasted veggies and chicken. My husband just put some chicken on the grill or you can roast it in the oven. We did spinach with it and some mashed potatoes as a a side, but you can roast your veggies and chicken together in the oven. You can use broccoli, bell peppers, sweet potatoes to make it a colorful and nutritious meal. Another one of my go-tos for breakfast is overnight oats. You want to mix rolled oats, almond milk, and chia seeds in a jar refrigerated overnight. And in the morning, you can add fresh fruit and nuts for delicious and nutritious breakfast. When I go out to the coffee shop near our school, one of my favorite things to get is avocado toast, but you can make this at home as well. Simply just mash avocado on whole grain toast, add a sliced tomato, add some seasoning, Sprinkle of salt, that's a quick and healthy one. Baked sweet potato is something that is a filling and nutritious snack. You can top it with Greek yogurt or cinnamon. And then finally, energy balls. Um, Also, when I was breastfeeding, I made these. They were the lactation balls. But for quick, easy energy balls, you want to mix rolled oats, nut butter, and honey into a bowl and form it into balls. I sometimes add some mini chocolate chips you can refrigerate it for an easy and healthy snack on the go. I hope sharing those quick and easy meal ideas for busy moms will help you to feel inspired to prioritize healthy eating and fuel your body with nutritious foods. Remember, taking care of yourself is an essential part of balancing motherhood, work, and fitness. I hope you found that information helpful and I'd love to hear your thoughts and feedback. And just like that, we are brought to the end of the episode.
Thanks for joining me on this episode of the podcast on balancing motherhood, life, and fitness. I hope you found the discussion and insights helpful and informative. Remember, taking care of yourself is just as important as taking care of your family and work responsibilities. Don't be afraid to communicate your needs and boundaries with your partner and family members and to ask for help when you need it. Incorporating healthy habits into your daily routine, such as exercise and nutritious meals, can go a long way in managing the mental load and improving your overall well-being. That's it for today. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at therunningwinemom underscore and subscribe to the podcast for more discussions on motherhood, fitness, and wine. Until next time, take care and prioritize your self-care. See you next Tuesday.